Hi guys, welcome back to the Lost Generation podcast. Today we're recording on a very hot and humid day, and today is our episode 10. Can you guys believe that? Yay! Yay! Can you show a little more excitement, Mark? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> anyway, today we're going to talk about social construct of roles in Vietnam. And we'll be focusing mostly on gender and age roles. So firstly, I think we should look into what social construct means. And basically, social construct is a result of human interaction, mm. uh, which humans agreed on. Mm. And the goal of social construct is to make sense of the objective world by categorizing what we see and experience. So it's a set of rules to keep us in check. In a way, it's very similar to one of the theories in feminism, which is doing gender. And it's basically about like a social construct ideologies mm -hmm. that are embedded subliminally. And if a person of gender does not follow the status quo of what they think that is appropriate to the situation in a way, mm -hmm. then they are considered socially deviant by the society and by themselves as well. Mm -hmm. So in a way, like the problem is it does not really affect the status quo that has been pre-exist, mm -hmm. but rather just affect the individuals because they just think like they are not doing well, maybe with the social cues, mm -hmm. that they have to kind of do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's quite interesting because it's further kind of enforcing these ideas on gender roles mm -hmm. with or without your knowledge in a way. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to do it. Before further discussing the gender roles, I think I want to touch on um, what gender and sexuality actually mm, means. Yeah. I don't think it's actually talked about a lot here in Vietnam. Mm. And we don't really know um, the difference between sex and gender or gender identity. Yeah, it got like mixed up quite a lot yeah. you know, mm, in because, discussions. Yeah. Mm, yeah, because I looked up on Google Translate, mm. sex and gender, they're both translated into giới tính, mm. which is, I don't think it's 100% accurate because uh, sex is the biological traits, mm. which uh, translated to Vietnamese means giới tính, that mm. is accurate. Yeah. And gender is basically a cultural meanings uh, attached to being either masculine or feminine, mm. which translate into Vietnamese is Zoe. Right, so in a way like gender is kind of like a set of behavior in a way, right? Like on what constitutes feminine and masculine mm -hmm. and identify what is like manly thing and womanly thing to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And instead sex is just all about like the biological traits and characteristics, you know? Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Like a part of the feminist theory is basically, you know, like gender is external thing for the individual. Yeah, maybe you can say that because it's the social construction of genders and sex in Vietnam hasn't developed that far. Mm. Hence why we haven't developed the term for it. Yeah. yeah, it's still in the constructing period of it. <laughs> or maybe it's just not really talked about that much because it's still kind of considered a taboo in a way. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially in a society. Maybe I'm not sure about like how is it developing now in Vietnam, but gender mm -hmm. study, I think it has been talked about in like you know research process in the country. It just, again, is a taboo socially. Um, yeah. And yeah. without the human interaction and the talking about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that the term would not be developed until then. Yeah. It was actually in the gender equality law. Mm. 
but it doesn't get talked about a lot. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Really, it's probably not like the the priority in the law system just yet because mm-hmm. we have other problems to deal with for the moment. Yeah. Yeah, or they just can't say they like a really minimal thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not really like worth discussing hence, about. Yeah, hence saying we're not there yet. Okay, so with like the definition that I just given to you guys about um, doing gender, you mm-hmm. know, do you think that it's actually applicable in Vietnam in a way? Because this one is like a theory about Western culture. I think it's very applicable mm. because um, compared to anywhere else that I've been, uh, Vietnamese people has tend to like follow the status quo very well. Mm. Yeah, they do not really challenge it in everyday lives. They mm. just kind of follow it. I think maybe that applies everywhere, probably. Yeah, because you know, because you mentioned the fear of like being considered a social deviance. Mm. That's why people just keep following what is set out for mm. them to do, yeah. which is I don't know, maybe easier. Yeah. yeah. And the scary part is that sometimes you consider yourself socially deviant yeah. if you mm. do not follow these kind of guidelines mm. yeah. you know of the social constructs mm. like you said i think it's pretty much applied to every other countries but for sure i think like social constructs in vietnam it kind of correlates to the culture also you know mm. like the way that you kind of have to uphold it yeah. yeah, maybe we, for the ancestors or something like that. Yeah, which, yeah, we have a lot of like values in upholding mm, our traditions. culture and tradition. Yeah, yeah, be that even like your mom has to cook at home or your dad has to go to work. Yeah, and they think they think yeah. it as such of a duty in a way. It's not even yeah. like something socially anymore. It's like a part of a job. So when I was doing the research, mm-hmm. um, basically every single theory is that. I stumbled upon uh, in terms of gender roles are very feminist oriented but it also kind of talks about how gender role also affect masculinity in a way um, on how there are a lot of expectations for both female and males yeah. when you know when existing in a certain society um, and I think it's quite interesting because even though it's a feminist theory technically mm-hmm. but it looks upon the spectrum of genders as well Okay, so what comes to mind when you think about societal roles for men? Yeah, I think the first thing would be like, as a man, mm-hmm. you yeah. kind of have to be really masculine in a way. Mm-hmm. And how to be masculine? Um, basically, just do things that are aggressive, that are quite upfront. Yeah, you know? like exerting your power. In mm, exerting your dominance over yeah. things, and especially female. And the second one would be the expectation of a man working to kind of protect a family in a way because he yeah. would be like a windmill for the family mm-hmm. while the woman takes care of the family. So the way that I just talked about it's really typical for a majority of Vietnamese families' values. Mm-hmm. And you can totally see that when it comes to like adjectives, you know, mentioning about the two genders. For men, it's more of like aggressive oriented um, mm-hmm. adjectives while female is more about like caring and type of thing mm-hmm. i want to ask you guys a question so do you guys think that in a way having societal roles makes it easier for a lot of people to kind of for example upholding it for keeping track with the family or maybe just keep the family together if they already have like an assigned roles given to them 
either by society or by themselves. Mm-hmm. On a very individual level, I would say that the roles are not easy to mm. keep. Yeah, because well, it's hard being a mom. It's hard being a dad. It's hard being anything. Yeah. But <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah, like no no no. The um, thing that I was trying to say is that maybe it's easier for them yeah, to yeah. kind of know what yeah. they have to do yeah. in life in general. Yeah, yeah, but like it's it's hard to like keep up mm. with all the roles that you have well, to yeah. fulfill. But then if you look beyond yourself, mm. your family, for example, then it might be. The easiest way that it can function, mm. yeah. If everyone knows what they're doing and then no one argues about it, mm. but like, well, It's they really still hard. argue well, about yeah. it, but <laughs> they keep doing it anyway because yeah. subconsciously, I think they all know that it's the easiest way. Because mm. I think we all experience our mom complains about having to cook, mm. or experience our dad coming home not doing anything, but then still complain that he's tired. Yeah, Maybe from from the day of working or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everyone's complain about their roles, but they still keep on doing it for the sake of the harmony, I guess. Mm. And yeah. it goes back with the ingrained ideology that has been established by the institution as well, right? Like yeah. sometimes it's just like a subconscious thing that you just kind of have to do it, even though you are complaining, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds a lot like corporate life. <laughs> well, yeah, in a yeah, way. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's another <laughs> role. Yeah, life is just a corporation in a nutshell. Well, yeah, wow. a call of Ling. Hmm. Oh, well, damn! Yeah, <laughs> replaced okay. by Ming. Yeah, re- <laughs> a, a, a more polished <laughs> version. Anyway, yeah. I think for women, we were taught to be feminine at a very young age. Mm. Since we're with our family, and until we grow up and step into adulthood, then we are expected to be feminine by our school, by our company, and by the community in general. Um, so in a way, what you are trying to say is that there are different levels of yeah. social roles for okay for women and for men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But in different stage of life as well. Yeah, hmm. and especially here in Vietnam, we actually have uh, something called Tam Tom Tu Đức, which is mm. the three obedience wow. and the four virtues. Is that Confucius thing? <laughs> it is. Okay, yeah, it, it sounds yeah. Confucius. It is. Yeah. It really okay. is. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Tell me. The woman must be obedient mm. to her father when unmarried. Mm. And to her husband when she's living with him, and you have to be graceful. You have to know your way around. Basically, there are a lot of expectations put on you, and mm. like you said, it's not easy to fulfill that role. Yeah, and that. Brings me to a question: Why do women have to take care of all of that while mm. maintaining a good job? Yeah, and then also uh, take care of her family. When talking about um, women having to take care of the family, mm-hmm. uh, we have to kind of consider the fact that social construct kind of also based on the natural traits, which is the biological traits that women and men have. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, women have to. Um, bear a child, right? So in a way, like the social construct, kind of puts out the fact that you know what, you bear the child, you kind of have to take care of it. That's why we have like quotes around the fact that like the maternal. Why can't we bear the child and then our partner take no, care of it? No, no, the... <laughs> that's fair share, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the point that I was trying to say is, okay. is that I'm not saying like it's true or not, you know. Mm-hmm. 
in my opinion, I think it's a very screwed and very outdated perspective mm -hmm. when looking at it. But I'm just saying, you know, like well, society has been kind of defined by the way that, you know, men and women have in terms of biological traits, you know. So in a way, when it comes to like taking care of the family or taking care of a daughter or a son, um, you always hear about this kind of quotes around like, maternal love right mm -hmm. like motherly love you kind of need that mm -hmm. but for father it's mostly like he has to go away <laughs> um to do the work you know he has a way to kind of provide you not emotionally though you know so women often very emotionally objectively attributed you know mm -hmm. but for men it's much more like upfront aggressive type thing yeah i think it's also like a build-up throughout history as well because mm. if you look like way back to like the hunting and gathering days, yeah, yeah, it, that follows with the point of um, the natural traits as well. Because women are like physically mm. weaker, so they stay home and yeah. take care of the child while yeah. the men go out and hunt. Yeah, um, because back in the day that makes sense. But then when we develop it into a more civil society, yeah, um, then both men and women can go to work. But then we we as women still have the habit of like. Mm. We have to take care of the family, have to take care of the children because yeah. that's what's been done throughout like, yeah. the longest time ever. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and subconsciously you kind of have to think about it, which yeah. is kind of suck, you know? Yeah. Actually, when I was reading about this, I come through an argument called nature versus nurture. Mm. And that's a whole another topic, but... Yeah, tell, tell me more. Uh, okay. Interesting. Basically, nature is you just go with the flow, go with the gender roles, or age roles um, but nurture is when you were educated in a way to maximize your ability and mm. it might not follow the societal roles yeah but it could be the best for you mm. but yeah. is the best you is the best for society yeah that's so that's the question. argument yeah mm. that's another big argument though. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And going back to you know a little bit of our conversation, I think you talk about like how there are a change in like uh, roles when it comes to a certain age, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, both yeah. men and women. Yeah. So I think when talking about social construction of roles, it does not necessarily mean just gender. Mm. Yeah, it's also come down to age as well. Um, I think we all experience when we come to a certain age that we have to behave or fulfill mm. other things in our lives. For example, when you're six, you have to go to school. When you're 18, you're supposed to get a job or go to university. When you're a certain age, you have to get married. So I think when speaking of expectation in terms of age, it's for both male and female as well. It's not necessarily means um, it's, there's a distinction between that. What do you think? Hmm. To me, I think there is a correlation between gender and also age roles in a way. Mm. You know, like women are, and coming back to the marriage thing, I think women are expected to get married sooner than men. Yeah. Or maybe just like my, my family in general. Yeah, because I don't got like rushed into marriage that much by my family, even my mother as well. Mm -hmm. But if I was a daughter, for example, at this point in time, I think I kind of have to think about it sincerely <laughs> you know like yeah because i'm 23 right now and i if i was a daughter then pretty sure that i already got like some warnings from my mom 
But yeah, yeah, so I think there is correlation between it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, yeah, sure. Yeah, I I think I was not referring to like the exact age, uh, as in like sooner or later. Mm-hmm. But like I think we all as both as men and women, yeah, experience the question of like when are you going to get married? Mm. Are you preparing to get married? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Mm, I think yeah, it comes yeah. to a certain age. Yeah. Everyone experienced that yeah. because. That's like the assigned roles of that age, mm, you know. Okay, yeah. yeah. When will you get a job? Yeah, when, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that as well. <laughs> no, it's a legit question, by the way. I know it's just like yeah, again, yeah. it kind of how to say it like it kind of amplified the institutionalized ideas of like the yeah. roles, and yeah, those are all like very legit questions. Yeah. But, <laughs> But it's a very socially constructed idea about like when are you supposed to do mm, certain things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So in a way, you kind of have to be like a model, you know, like following this checklist. Yeah. On life in general, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's yeah. not even uh, what you created, but by other people, especially well, families. In the first part, we touch on that it's easier for us to follow the social constructions or the checklist, like you said, in order to maintain a well-grounded society mm. in a way. Yeah. But is it really easy for you when you're not happy with the checklist that you have? Wouldn't it be easier for you to fulfill your roles, quote unquote, mm. when you're happy with your own checklist? Yeah. Instead of being unhappy with the society's checklist. Yeah, I think like individually for sure, you know, there are times when we would be like, why the fuck do we have to follow these kind of rules? Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that I was trying to say is that a majority of people sometimes, um, I think either they got used to it mm-hmm. or they just think like maybe they were at a certain age where they are directionless, for example. Mm-hmm. So when they were given this kind of guideline, I think, again, it comes back to like the easier way for them to kind of do it mm-hmm. and maybe give them directions in life. I don't know. So either maybe, one, it's really easy for a majority of people to follow it. Secondly, maybe people will eventually get used to it. I think it- Possibly for some people, it mm. is easier to follow yeah. their own checklist. And as we talked about at the beginning, like those are people who subconsciously other people would think that they are social deviants, or they yeah. themselves perceive that oh, I'm so different from everyone else. Mm. And if they're okay with that, then it's easier for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not necessarily easier for other people around them. I think the problem is it lies on your own mind whether or not you're happy with the societal roles or. You're, you want to create your own checklist, but yeah. you will have to live with your decision of like yeah. getting out of that. Or either you kind of have to compromise, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, with what the society has set on you and also what you want to do. And but I, think, like, I think those are like a very minor um, group of people yeah. mm-hmm. in, in the society yeah. that we have. That's why it's so hard yeah. to break mm-hmm. that box. Do you think that it also kind of comes down to the education that mm-hmm. these individuals have? Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. yeah. And especially here also, you know, like we have talked about like how gender roles or maybe sociology in Vietnam is not quite developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe for citizens, you know. Mm. Well, I went to an international school. Mm. So when I was introduced to sociology, it's 
like mind opening because yeah. um, there are so many concepts mm. and theories. Those are not perfect, but mm. like at least I got an open ideas of what are the possibilities that can be. Mm. What are the roles that not exist, for example, in Vietnam, yeah. but exist somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, I think I have like uh, the combination. You know, I studied in a typical Vietnamese high school. Yeah. Um, until I think like 10th grade where I came to Australia. It's not really eye-opening to me because I also like, you know, like looking at history and stuff. But yeah, it's really interesting to be able to kind of learn about race because Australia is also like a very multicultural nation in a way. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't really have like much learning in high school in Vietnam. Uh, I think like we did actually learn about right? But it's yeah. typically a set of guidelines to kind of make yeah. you into like a model. Yes. But for the society though. Yeah. But it's really on the nose, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's literally telling you you have to be a good person in order to serve the nation. Hmm. Interesting. No, it's really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah, the direct translation would be like uh, citizen's responsibility. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I think that is the best example of what a social construction of roles in Vietnam well, yeah. can be. Mm-hmm. Like in a nutshell, that is what yeah. it is. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. It's. I think it's just for the sake of the harmony in society. Mm. Um, I recall like a theory that I learned in high school in sociology. It's called functionalism. Okay. Basically, it's a theory that society is like a mind map mm. everyone is connected and everyone is assigned a role that mm. they have to fulfill in order for the structure to exist mm. so yeah i think that that specific book and whatever societal roles impose on us uh, kind of serve that purpose mm. yeah okay so what you're talking about is that like in a way yeah correlates with functionalism not necessarily it's the exact same thing but mm. i think that's a part of what the functionalist ideals would mm. be yeah because those are like equally someone should do something mm. to maintain the, yeah. the structure of the whole society otherwise mm. would collapse for example like you're a student you're you have to go to school if you do not go to school what are you going to do you're going to mm. commit crime what the mm. fuck so <laughs> no yeah it's like <laughs> It also kind of relates to like the butterfly effect as well. It's oh, like yeah, yeah. you literally do one thing wrong and the society kind of collapse. Like um, what? Yeah, yeah. When when you say it like on a very individual level mm. like that, it it sounds like it does not affect too much. But mm. actually it is because well, yeah. yeah, if you do not go to school, then what kind of things you're going to learn in the mm, street, for example. Yeah. yeah, and what kind of person you will grow up to yeah. be, you know. And like we are talking about one person, but what if there is like 10,000? Uh, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, it's just an estimated number. Yeah. Like, for example, in for in a group of like 50 people, mm. if like five of them fucked up, then yeah, something will go wrong in that system. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that it's quite utopia it kind is. of thing for functionalism though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, functionalism is actually criticized for being like a too perfectly well-rounded theory mm. that it seems almost non-existent. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we kind of have to talk about the, the human nature as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's very fucking unpredictable in yeah, a way. Yeah, it is one of the criticism of the theory. Because, yeah. Well, naturally, no theories are perfect. Sure. But. 
in in this case when talking about construction of roles i think that is the best theory that fit in to give like an example of sociology theory mm. yeah it's really interesting to kind of realize that zazokungsan is actually a part of functionalism in a way <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so interesting yeah, yeah you're just basically teaching you your function in society mm. yeah yeah <laughs> but fulfilling it to the nation Yeah, Yeah, that's another step. That's another conversation. (laughs) But we're not talking about either it's good or bad. It's just Mm. what it is. Yeah, Um, I know. Hmm. So do you think that, in a way, can a society exist without social constructs? It's a fucking hard question, I think. Yeah, Yeah, because kind of going back to the definition of social construct it stems from human interaction mm. so yeah. without social construct then does it mean that human interactions are meaningless well that's some existential <laughs> question right there no it's uh, it's actually yeah. very like yeah. legit hmm. it is a very big question though yeah because like can society exist without social yeah. construction what is a society anyway yeah. mm-hmm. What is our actions? Yeah. Like, <laughs> does it does it have any meaning at all? Yeah. Man, like yeah, I know it's a pretty hard hitting question. Well, even to me, said, I think because I don't know. Yeah, with that said, I think we should leave that to the yeah, listener, to, to the viewers, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you decide. Okay, so I'm going to repeat the question again. So, what would happen if a society doesn't have a social constructions of roles? Just give us some answers. You know, it can be interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or existential. But Very <laughs> existential. Welcome know. to the yeah. overthinking club. <laughs> the lost generation. <laughs> to me, I think I have like the best. Oh uh, no. <laughs> Both words. No no no! I won't say that. <laughs> the combination. The, uh. No um. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mian, mian, hey, mian.